Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello everyone and a very big warm welcome, very, very warm actually, it's boiling here in the UK, to the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. My name is Dolly, aka the Queen of Pyjamas, and I am lucky enough to be doing one podcast a month, sometimes even more for Lingerie Lowdown. So you're joining me in my sweltering hot attic bedroom today, and we're going to be talking all about sales. Now everyone loves a sale, don't they? But what we're going to be looking at today is, are they really still a thing? You know, if I go into my inbox um, on Outlook, I have got so many emails and it kind of looks like every brand that I've ever bought from is offering some kind of sale, uh, inverted commas. Now, we've all got different ideas of what a sale is. For me, I like quite a good percentage off, Um, but with all the online shopping and all the fast fashion, are they a bit of a thing of the past? So for me, um, growing up in the 90s and spending my first £10 in places like Tammy Girl and things like that, a sale was usually very, very seasonal. So they happened at the end of a season and sometimes at the beginning. And then the extra big January sale, which we'll get onto later, that just had a whole mix match of everything that hadn't sold through all the other sales. But it was quite exciting. Now, the downside of what I'm calling the 90s sales were that... Um, Say at the end of summer, you go in and you grab all your bargain, what was in fashion back in the day, halter neck tops and things like that. And then you have to wait almost a whole year to wear them. Now, if you're very, very unfashionable like me, it doesn't matter too much because you can just wear them completely off season. But that is a downside. Now, some places actually get known for their sales, don't they? Um, And people go mad for them. But... I don't know if it's a thing of the past, like how people used to cover their bedroom walls in boy band posters and they also used to queue up outside certain shops uh, from four in the morning to get sale items. Is it a thing of the past? I'm kind of inclined to say it is. So let's say the most well-known sale is, I would say nowadays, Black Friday. Definitely used to be the January sales. It's now the Black Friday sales where you can get pretty much anything um from tvs to clothing to you know swing sets for the garden and of course lingerie love a bit of lingerie so black friday is um american and it was traditionally the friday after thanksgiving which lends itself to the uk as well because although we don't celebrate thanksgiving it for us it's um 
the penultimate payday before Christmas. So it means you can get lots of Christmas presents in the sale before your last paycheck before Christmas. Um, so I guess it means that in the States as well. But I think after Thanksgiving, people are more likely to go out and spend their money and their presents and things like that. So it started off as an American thing, but it has come over to the UK, you know, like everything does. And we have jumped on board that. But I think that kind of takes away from the January sales because they've put all their stuff on sale before Christmas. So you can save on Christmas presents and then there's not really much left afterwards. Um, I know I'm flitting between the two here because I just the January sales for me were the most exciting. And I think it worked really well for retailers because they didn't have to think about... Um, you know, uh, window displays and things like that. If you think January is one of the poorest times for shopping, uh, and also there's nothing going on, Christmas is done, New Year's is done, there's nothing to promote, you're not going to start promoting Valentine's Day underwear in January. Well, some people do, but it's a bit of a try, isn't it? A bit of a flex. Um, so the January sales for me always made so much sense because the shops don't need to try and market anything for January. What they're marketing is everything's discounted and it's quite easy for the retail staff. One of the issues I've heard, a friend of mine used to work in Topshop and she said they ran out of space because all year they'd save the things that didn't sell for a big January sales, but they do also have to stock them all year. Um, but it still made sense to me, whereas now the things are going into sale before Christmas, um, you know, by the time January comes around, you've got everything you want for probably a whole nother year. So perhaps that's one of the reasons they're a bit not what they used to be. And I remember things, you know, they would start off on the first week of January 50% off. By mid-January, they'd be like 70% off. And now everything's kind of 20% off throughout the whole store, you know. Now, back to Black Friday, I was mentioning um, in the UK here, we do go a little bit crazy and we can queue out the front of stores and things like that. Um, but Black Friday, often the stores open at midnight, the night before. So you can get there at like literally one in the morning or ten past midnight. That to me is a bit crazy. Also, if they can afford, this is the... <laughs> This is the lefty in me. If they can afford to sell all these, um, you know, Xboxes and Wiis and things like that at the discounted price and still make a profit, they can kind of afford to do that all year long. But they'd rather make a great big uh, rush for people trying to cram in the doors and make it all look very um, important. Like everyone must rush out and get this latest thing. So I think it plays into that a bit as well. And of course, there are some brands out there that are just so cheap, it's not even worth them doing a sale. Like, for example, places like Primark and the places that aren't online, they're purely the stores. You do get things discounted in Primark, but it's usually because it's literally broken, you know? Because if it was only four quid to start with, then I don't think um, it's worth them marking it down and down and down and down, you know? Um, I used to hear, I don't know if this is a thing anymore, but you used to hear about uh, places selling a certain items at a loss uh, around Christmas time and sales time because then they'd get you in the door. So I remember um, sometimes Tesco's would say they were selling CDs at a loss or one particular CD because they might just make their money or break even on it. But then you'd go in there and do your whole Christmas shop in there and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know how true any of those things are, but they do all have their, their ways and tactics to get our money, don't they? I do think things have changed a lot now with it all being online. Um, and, yeah, I think sales still exist, but they've evolved. Instead of being a big red sticker um, and lots of things in the window, they're now they're trying to be a bit more subtle as well. That's what I've noticed. Instead of big red screaming sales, they're trying to say, oh, 
this little discount is just for you, just for you, only if you buy it today. So just reading up on Black Friday, it says some retailers spend the whole year planning Black Friday. How do you spend a whole year planning a sale? No, I'm joking. I know there's a lot that goes into it. I think they're like overbuying inventory stock throughout the year and then offering that at the cheapest, cheapest price to um, make them look like they're giving a bargain, which I suppose in a way they are. And everything has to evolve, doesn't it? Um, especially everyone moving online nowadays. Like I do some shopping on Sheen and things like that. It, and if they were to spend time actually listing all these items at a discount... It probably wouldn't even be worth the profit because they're so cheap. You know, I can buy tops on there for £3. Is it even worth them, like, relisting something for 20% off, you know? They do have sale things, um, but they kind of do it like TK Maxx. The longer it doesn't sell, it goes down a fraction of the price at a time. And I guess that's all done automatically. Anything to save money, which is uh, understandable. But I hope you guys know what I mean, that old school excitement of going out, especially in January, I think, with, you know, 20, 50 quid and um, seeing all the items the shops have got discounted. And then by the end of the first week, everything's absolutely crushed and all the boxes are broken and just the dregs are left. But it was just a whole thing. And now shops or high street shops, the ones that are left of them anyway, tend to kind of completely rebrand in January and they're ready for the new year. It's like they've got rid of all the old crap um, long before then. Another point I wanted to make about um, sales, and I was going to try and feed this in much more um, organically, but it's very hard to. Basically, we've got so much choice. We can say I want to buy um, a Bow Avenue lingerie set. I can go in their shop and see how much it is. I can go online and see how much it is. I can then type the... Um, the set name into Google and see wherever else is selling it. I can then give ASOS a go. You know, there's so many more of these websites that are almost like price comparison. They're like compare the meerkat and things like that where you can see what it's going for. So as I was saying about the sort of um, cheaper items like Sheen and Primark, it's probably not worth your time to do that and the saving is going to be one or two pounds. But for some of the more expensive um brands especially like honey birdette and people like that and blue bella a discount can be a huge difference an absolute huge difference um so i'm just going to have a little look online and tell you some of the price differences that i can find for the exact same items and whether or not that's listed as a sale or a promotion so i've typed in an item that i like on the internet from honey birdette their website offering, it's £212 and it's third down on the list. First up on the list is another website, which I believe is a, um, oh, I don't know how to describe it, like a discounted website, but I've never heard of it before. It's called We Thrift, and that offers you 20% off if you buy the same Honey Budget item, but through their website. Then there's one under it called Buntrix, which is offering you 25% off if you buy the exact same item for that price, but you do it through their website. So I don't know whether they've got like affiliation things or, um, you know, like with Amazon now, Amazon don't just sell the random products and the unbranded. A lot of the big names are you know, catching on to the fact that Amazon is really convenient for everyone and a good way to see a lot of things in a short space of time. So they're now selling and stocking their items on there. 
And I know Amazon, there's definitely a perk for Amazon through, um, you know, selling them for them as opposed to selling them through their own shops. So maybe it's like an affiliate thing, something like that. But it's all just changed quite a lot, hasn't it? So that's three ways of buying this particular Honeybird debt set. Next on the list is a website called Promo Pro, who are offering me 80% off that same set if I pay $10 to sign up. Now, that is worth it. I've got no idea what that website is, and it seems a bit dodgy to me, and I wouldn't want to do another third party. But to pay $10, and I would save, I think, 160 ish that's quite a good deal. Um, I can't tell you exactly what's in it for these companies, but there has to be something, doesn't there? And again, these coupons and things, is that a sale? You know, when it's put my discount code in, I suppose it is. Everything online has got some sort of discount code, hasn't it? And if it's not advertised immediately, you can find it. Whenever I shop online, if there is a discount code at the bottom or a box for a code, I will just Google it until I find one. Fun fact, I always just start with the word sale. And I would say about 10% of the time it gets you a discount. Do you want to hear another fun fact? If this is naughty for me to say, then my producer, or the Laundry Very Low Down podcast producer, can feel free to take this out of the podcast. If not, you're welcome, guys. Type in staff. I started doing it because I had a shop, a retail job for about six hours. It was terrible. Uh, and we had a staff discount on the website. We just had to put staff in the discount box. Um, so I used that for years. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to try that in a few other ones. And uh, yeah. It works more often than you think it should because a lot of them offer staff discounts for uh, their clothing. So if in doubt, you know, type in sale. If not, type in staff. Um, and if that doesn't work, go on to Google. But where there's a code, there's a way. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code podcast to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. So I have touched a little bit on kind of fake sales, things that make you think, oh, I'm getting a bargain here when you're really not. For example, like buy one, get one half price. If you weren't going to buy one in the first place, you certainly weren't going to buy two. So you've not saved, you know, 25% of the overall price. You've spent 75% more than you wanted. But we're all humans at the end of the day um, and we are susceptible to these things. I earlier I was trying to do a bit of research so I could very eloquently tell you the difference between the Black Friday sales and the January sales and you know what the retailers um, think of them but what I found actually was a whole sort of wormhole of conspiracies not usually a conspiracy girl but well some of these yeah pretty much makes sense so statistics show 
that most products are cheaper in a January sale than in the Black Friday sale. Um, and in January sales, the prices differ day to day. Uh, so I guess if you work in these shops, you'll realise that that's what they're doing. Some days they're really cheap. For example, they're more expensive on weekends because more people are shopping. The last two Mondays and Tuesdays of the month, you're more likely to get your um, greatest bargain because they want rid of it. Um, unlike Black Friday and Cyber Monday, it's not possible to pinpoint exactly when the January sales are because they do change a lot. Like when I was a kid, it used to be January the 1st. And then in the last sort of 10 years, I think when the high streets were dying, um, I noticed it was more like Boxing Day. So we used to have like a Boxing Day sale, but then the January sale wouldn't be till January, surprisingly enough. Um, and the reason for this is a lot of us kids and teenagers got cash for Christmas. So we had money to burn, basically. And we didn't really need to be doing the sales. We could have bought things full price, and the shops know that. So that week between Boxing Day and New Year, while well, you're desperate to spend your... Oh, so vouchers. <gasps> God, I'm going back now, aren't they? Do you remember vouchers when your family wanted you to have something but not exactly what you want, you know, like a Smith's voucher or something, and you'd go out, like, desperate to burn these vouchers? Oh, I used to love that, going into Smith's, new pencil case, couple of books, straight into Tammy Girl. Oh, those are the days. So, yeah, retail back in the day, they knew that this was a really good time to cash in because guess who's poor over Christmas? Parents. Parents are poor, families are poor, um, people that are giving to their husbands, wives, spouses. Guess who's not poor over Christmas? Children, because they made one terrible mug for you to share as a present. Um, and they've been given more money in the last week than they've made all year. And in through pocket money and things like that. And every auntie that's stuck a fiver in a card, you know, that adds up. So the week between Christmas and New Year, youngsters are minted and adults are very, very skint. So, um, yeah, I think retail know that and they want to save the real bargains till when you've spent that money and when they're enticing your parents to buy an extra lunchbox or, you know, something else they don't need. So we're going to do a bit of statistics. Always fun here. Of course, I've got the um, article up in front of me so I don't get my words tangled up, which I'm very good at. Um, but basically, I found a um, it's an article and it's not aimed at consumers. It is aimed at retail um, you know, establishments and people that are selling. It says, are the January sales overshadowed by Black Friday? Uh, a very good question, which I think I know the answer to. Um, says here, the holiday season towards the end of the year and the beginning of a new year tends to bring big results for retail businesses. Often, however, as a retailer, you might not be sure which holidays are the most profitable for your business. And as a result, you won't know which one to focus on. I think slightly easier in the UK because we don't have um, Thanksgiving. So, we, you know, people from Halloween, pretty much, they are focusing on Christmas. Um which I think helps. In this post, we'll compare the January sales around the new year to those of the Black Friday. Um, so over the year of 2018, it says here sales increased from 122.5 billion in the January to 130.9 billion the next January. But that I think is just average inflation. Because I, I don't think that's because the sales are boosting what people are actually buying. I always thought of the sales as more of a way to clear out the old stock than to actually, um, yeah, make loads of profit. Obviously, they want to make profit, but for companies, it even costs them to dump stuff. So it makes sense to want to get it out of the shop really quickly. 
So it says here that it really, really, really depends on what your business is. Um, Black Friday is an important day for all retailers since it gives huge drives in volumes of sales. Uh, for many retailers, it's the single biggest sales day, which makes sense because if you're having like a post-Christmas sale, then you're only going to get things that you think are a real bargain, not like, oh crap, I've got to buy 50 presents for the in-laws. Um, this is particularly important for retailers in categories such as jewellery, where reports show that in jewellery shops, Black Friday sales equate for about 40% of revenue of the entire year. Wow. 40% in a day, that's crazy, isn't it? I used to work in a jewellery shop um, when I was a teen and the week over Christmas they earned pretty much everything and like summer they made a loss on the rent of the shop because people weren't buying but it all, you know, came back in Christmas um, and it was worth them staying open until it wasn't anymore. But they also sacked me for straightening my hair on the shop floor. I was definitely destined to be a model. So part of me feels really shocked that one day can create 40% of revenue Um and, a, and that's at a discount price, you know, so the chances of them making that a full price are pretty much non-existent. But then in this instance, we're talking about jewellery, not lingerie. And I can see that because after Christmas, say this was a January sale, you've just got given loads of jewellery. It's not something you tend to buy for yourself. And if it is, it's only because it's a real treat or a massive, massive bargain. Whereas um, doing it on the Black Friday, you know, uh, husbands and wives gifts things like that even a treat for yourself to wear at Christmas that's something I'm I'm more likely to spend um, something on myself before Christmas to wear for Christmas than I am in the January sale okay I think I've covered January sales and um, Black Friday enough I have shopped in both but I haven't really changed my stance. For me, the January sales were the excitement of them all. The January sales really were the TK Maxx of sales. You just didn't know what you were going to get, if it was going to be a bit broken or have a dragon on the back, but it was going to be a great time and a definite bargain. So I think we can all agree those traditional sales have died a bit of a death, and what we've seen is lots more mini sales. Now, let's talk about mini sales. This is just my personal opinion. Yours are allowed too. For me, if it's less than like 30% off, it's not really a sale. It's a very small promotion, you know, because really, is my bank balance going to notice that? No. Of course, it's better to have, you know, 20% off than nothing. But is that going to make a huge difference with the amounts that I spend? Probably not, you know. Um, also, is that going to persuade me to buy something that I wouldn't have otherwise? No, it really isn't. Like the difference of 20% in price wouldn't tempt me to buy something 30 or 40 percent definitely would 50 percent so much more so so I'm going to try and wrap that up now and what I want to go into is something that has become more and more apparent I noticed the rise in this I would say around was it five years ago when you buy something in a shop so you've bought a bra and the girl says the woman sorry says can I email you your receipt? And you're like, why the fuck would you email me my receipt? Just give it to me in my hand like a normal person. And they're really reluctant to, aren't they? And you're like, no, just a paper one. And they're like, oh, but it's to save the planet. No, it's not. It's not. You, you sell everything in plastic, wrapped in plastic, wrapped in plastic, wrapped in plastic. Then you put it in a plastic bag. You are not doing this to save that tiny slip of paper. And do not be fooled, guys. That is not why they're doing it. They're doing it because then they've got your email. Um, and I'm sure a lot of them sell it on and blah, blah, blah. But, yes, yeah, so I always refuse. And I'm trying to be as polite as I can. But I say no thank you. And if I do want um, a receipt, because I think I might take it back or claim it or something like that, I'll just say a paper one's fine, thank you. 
And I think these retail assistants really are told, like, you know, push the email thing. And, yeah, they're doing it on the pretense of saying it's saving the environment. I'm sorry, but that is the least of waste going on in retail. If you're talking like a lingerie shop where every pair of knickers is on a plastic hanger and then in a polythene, not recyclable bag, that paper slip that's biodegradable is not, like, the issue there. So I do always really avoid that whole can we have your email thing. Also, my email is really embarrassing um, (laughs) because it's to do with my work and I don't have a personal one. So I do avoid that, but... I've been had before, you know, and Summers particularly, they've got me a few times. If you give us your email, you can have an extra discount, that's what they say. And when you're there at the counter, you know, face to face, it can be hard to to stand your ground. So, looking in my inbox of the ones that have got away, the ones that have slipped through, you know, I managed to um, snag my personal details... Oh my goodness me, they will try and push anything, won't they? So let's talk about International Women's Day. Lovely, love that day. I love International Women's Day. I'll even post a pic on the old gram, which I'm very bad at, and say, Happy International Women's Day, blah, blah, blah. There's some great ones, but oh my goodness me, do they try and milk it? Don't they? Any excuse to send you an email with a really, really crappy discount, they will do it. So in my inbox, let's see what we've got. We've got 10% off from a shoe shop for St. David's Day. What? That is stretching. So when I get um, an underwear company say it's International Women's Day, here's a discount, that kind of makes sense to me, if the discount's good. If it's a 10% discount, just get out of my inbox. But some of these, they are trying to stretch it, okay? ASOS on International Dog Day were doing 10% off of dog prints. Um, I've had one here in March from Marks and Spencers, discount on wear a hat day, but only on hats. People don't need this in their inbox, you know. Um, I've got one here. So I'm just telling you the more retail ones that I've got in my inbox. Um, I'm just I'm avoiding all the ones that can't be linked to anything else. But I've got one here for um, this was for a pair of shoes that I bought from a company. And they were nice. They had like cooling gel in. But they're offering me a discount for Stress Awareness Month. Which apparently is April is Stress Awareness Month. I had no idea. You know, I'd love to actually see a list of all these um, international days. Because they just make them up, don't they? I mean, some of them are really important. Like, they make a day for it. And, um, you know, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, things like that. Really important. Do a really good deal. And then you get the ones jumping on the bandwagon, don't you? Or, like I say, the people trying to sell you um, lingerie and things for St. Patrick's Day and stuff like that. It's just, I feel like they're clutching at straws here. Um, I've got one here. God, I buy some crap, don't I? Uh, this is Friday the 6th of May. is apparently National Sauvignon Blanc Day. And I one time... No, I didn't even buy this. I looked... I think I got a brochure for it. There was um, a company that delivered wine to your door. And it was one of those websites where you had to put your email in to get the information. So I think that was the point where I thought, come on, this is dodgy. They want, you know, every little bit about me and my firstborn child. But yeah, so I've obviously gone in there put in my email to see the price, then thought, screw that, that's really expensive. They've now got my email, so they'll be messaging me for the rest of my life. And they've messaged me on um, International Sauvignon Blanc Day. It's not even got a discount, though. They're just letting me know that I didn't buy their thing. (laughs) Obviously, as I'm doing this, guys, if you can hear me typing, I'm going to the bottom of these companies and unsubscribing. Um, Do you know what? I I would absolutely love to know all of these different days and awareness things they've got going on, because I bet people have gone full board on this. So I don't really mind it. I, I I don't like the whole 
the way you buy something once in a shop and you think the transaction's over and then they email you for the rest of your bloody life, you know. Um, but I, it doesn't really irk me. I guess people are paid to promote things. They've constantly got to, um, you know, outdo another brand. And also with social media and everyone on their phones, they are fighting tooth and nail for your eyes on their screen, you know. So they really do have to do whatever they can to... Um, to stand out but some of them you just think clutching at straws the last type of sale i'm going to talk about is um like a multi-purchase thing you know so say one pair of knickers is nine pounds but it's two for ten pounds and you think god i'd be a fool not to it, do you know what that tells me that that original pair of knickers is only worth one pound but they're charging you ten for it um but I'm a little bit stingy, so that's how I think. But those sometimes get me, because I think, oh, I would never spend 10 on one, or nine on one, sorry, but 10 for two, you'd be a fool not to. Um, this is great for retailers, because they want to get stuff out. As I said earlier a few times, you know, people do have to pay to store things. They pay for stock rooms and, you know, closets and shop floors. Well, less and less nowadays with it all online, but still... Keeping things costs money. Um, even keeping cash costs money. You have to pay to have it taken to the bank and things like that, which is why everyone sort of prefers card and blah, blah, blah. So they really do, um, you know, have an overhead on that. So if they can get you to take two pairs out instead of one at just a small bit more for them, they're winning. So I do sometimes go for um, a bulk buy, especially with food, actually. Uh, and this is the thing, isn't it? Retailers know this. They're going to have to market things completely differently. Um, food versus lingerie versus jewellery, completely different. So, like, if pasta is, say, you know, buy one, get one half price, I probably will buy two because the likelihood is I'm going to eat that bag of pasta at some point in my life. I might as well eat it for half price. Whereas when it's a lingerie set, yes, that makes it more tempting. But if I wasn't going to buy the other one in the first place, I'm not saving money. I hope that makes sense. Um, so I can be a bit of a sucker for multi-buy ones. Um, and we're always taught as children as well, you know, look how much it is individually. Say a pack of nine toilet rolls is this much. Look how in they how much they cost each and then compare the other brands and blah, 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 blah. So I think it's sort of built in us to try and get the most for our money. But sometimes we do get a bit sidetracked, don't we? I know I personally am a sucker for it sometimes. Like, I think in the January sales this year, I bought seven suspender belts in Ann Summers. I did not need seven suspender belts. Um, I don't even need to tell you that I didn't need them. That's obvious. But do I regret it? No, I don't. Um, and when I did that, you know, I really thought I was saving money. Of course I wasn't. I was spending money because I never planned to get any suspender belts that day. And I got seven. So to finish off, uh, I'm going to tell you, if you are an avid salesperson and you love the sales, these are some dates to put in your diary. Well, I've not got the dates. I'm going to tell you what to Google for 2023. So in order, here are apparently the best sale days on the internet in the UK. Are you ready? New Year's Day, then Easter, then Amazon Prime Day. When is Amazon Prime Day? Oh, yeah, Amazon Prime apparently has really good sales, guys. Uh, then it's Halloween. Oh, I didn't know we had sales on Halloween. Then it's Black Friday. Then it's Cyber Monday. Have you heard of Cyber Monday? Then it's apparently a Super Saturday. And then the January sales slash New Year's sales. I'm just going to check out what Super Saturday is because Super Saturday 
Good news for those who haven't finished their holiday shopping. The Saturday before Christmas and days surrounding it are filled with last-minute deals. That seems stupid to me because if it's three days before Christmas and you haven't got someone a present or, you know, they've asked you for something specific and you've not got it in time, that to me tells me that you're going to have to go and pay full price for it because you didn't get it in advance. But if you're doing sales a few days before Christmas, then just giving you money off, aren't they? Well, probably not because they are much more clever than me, especially at getting your money. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to me waffle on about sales. I absolutely love a sale. And yes, I'm so hot at the minute. It's been really nice just to pretend it was January, just for one second. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. And please do tune in for more of my podcasts. I love doing them. I love chatting to you guys. Um, And I really, really enjoyed looking up all these uh, different uh, awareness days. So hopefully I'll come back with another podcast on them because I think there's some amusement to be had there. Thanks for joining me, guys. Have a great day and I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys, all in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.